All right, this morning, um, we thought we'd talk to some dads today, and, uh, you know, we have adopted dads, we have stepdads, we have dads of little kids, we have dads of teens, um, and so we just want to talk to them a little bit, and so my first question to any of you can answer this, first of all, tell us your favorite dad joke. Somebody's got to have a dad joke. My favorite ones are the ones that say that men can't cook or dads can't cook or dads have to wear New Balance shoes and cargo shorts. I started wearing cargo shorts. But, <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> but we can't cook or we can't do things around the house. Yeah. Yeah. I can. <laughs> Come on, Jay. I hate dad jokes. I do memes, personally. But I go, what do you call a fake noodle? Whoa, 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 whoa. Hold on a second. What's what that? do you call a fake noodle? A fake what? A fake noodle. A fake noodle. A fake noodle. I don't know. An impasta. <laughs> <laughs> yep. Rhythm. <laughs> what number are you? Hold on, no, 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 whoa, 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 whoa. no. What number Ooh. is that? There. The African Pacers. Go I'm ahead. African. We are no African dad joke. Yeah, we, we don't do many jokes with kids. So. <laughs> <laughs> All right, let's go. <laughs> let's go on to the next question. <laughs> um, Duncan, tell us, what was, what was your dad like growing up? Um, I would say my dad, uh, he's still alive, so I still look up to him uh, up to now. Uh, although I'm very far away from him, yeah. He was uh, uh, always uh, on the move and away and uh, doing business, but uh, but uh, he provided for us. I can't say I had an okay. absent dad. <laughs> yeah, big uh, yeah. And uh, I think. Uh, the best thing he did for us, he tried to educate us as much as he could. Yeah. And uh, not everybody made it, but it's uh, he gave the little he had, and uh, we thank him for that. And uh, recently, two years ago, he finally got saved. So that's awesome. Yeah. Uh, yeah. So he's a he's a dad now that I would wish uh, I had. He was those yeah. years, but I'm enjoying him up to now. Yeah, that's and awesome. And I pray to God to give him more years. Yeah. Jay, what was your dad like growing up? My dad was kind of jacked up, to be honest with you. Um, yeah. He was a drug and alcoholic. Um, but we had some good moments, you know what I mean? In the midst of that, he still did some awesome things. He spent time with me. Um, but, yeah, he's coming around. He's been clean maybe like eight years or wow, something yeah. like that. Yeah. He's going to church. Um, but, yeah. 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 Mr. Rudo. So I had, um, like most African fathers, a very strict, my father was very strict. No jokes, no dad jokes, right? No dad jokes. <laughs> and my father was a principal for high school, so uh, he was pretty much the disciplinarian in our family. And uh, we had to follow course. We had to follow the straight and narrow, so that's as much. I was a really bad boy, I have to, <laughs> I have to say. Uh, wait, can you repeat that just one time? 
I was a really bad boy. Like, so I think I remember in um, standard uh, four, which would be Penny, fourth grade, is it? Uh, my father sent me to a boarding school, um, and then, which was closer to my grandma's, grandma's place, and uh, just because I was really, really, really naughty. And that really, I went, it was more of a Catholic school, so that's why I got my, and I thank God, I thank God for my father just for, you know, just putting me through that system, and uh, I owe it all to him. So that's one of my favorite things. Yeah. Yeah, Blaine. Um, my father was firm but fair growing up. He was very strict, but one of uh, the sayings that I'll always remember from him was, uh, as long as you're trying to help yourself, I'll do anything to help you out. And that's proven to be true. Spent a lot of time uh, bucking the system and, you know, like Rillo said, just kind of being a real bad kid, being horrible. And um, my father's, a, the man I call my father's a stepfather, and he didn't come into my life until I was probably seven or eight years old. Until then, my mother was a single mother. Uh, I'm one of four kids, but she only had two at the time, and so he didn't have to stick around for any of that. I think the ultimate example that he gave me is just, you know, undying love. He didn't have to stick around for a lot of the things I put my family through, and he did, and he gave me solid foundation to raise my son on now, you know, um, very much. That's awesome. Um, talk to us. Let's start with Blaine. I'm going to start with you. Tell us your favorite memory of your dad. It kind of dovetails my favorite memory with my dad is really considering the whole relationship growing up and just having um, the examples that I can recall in my mind, a lot of the sayings that he said. And, you know, he's still alive, so I can call him to this day and ask him for advice. But, you know, just his, his you know, he's very successful man. He's done well in his life and everything. And, um, you, you know, so he's just got this well of advice and, you know, just a, an, an amazing brain. Um, he's got higher degrees and everything, you know, he followed a very different path than I did. But I think my greatest memory is all the things he tried to teach me that at the time I threw away because I thought that they were garbage. And now I, now that, you know, the Lord has repaired my soul, I can sit back and literally just pick at all that stuff that I remember. And it's, you know, amazing. Yeah, you know? that's awesome. Yeah. Rither, your favorite memory with your dad? I think I think it's pretty much the same as Blaine. As my father had a lot of wisdom, he had he had a lot of teaching. Just because he was in the school system, you know, a lot a lot of a lot of wisdom, and he taught us over and over. It, 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 it became annoying, to the point that it was annoying. But now, <laughs> now, now that I think about it, I reap the fruits of that that advice that uh, he shared with me. But my favorite thing I would say is that. Um, the, in, in, in Kenya, I would say that the electricity used to go away a lot of times. So uh, during that time, in the middle of the night, my father would bring um, one of those lamps, kerosene lamps, and we would put it in the middle, middle and we play chess, you know, go back and forth, playing yeah, chess, yeah. back and forth, go playing chess. And, and uh, I didn't beat him until much, much later, because uh, he, he never let me beat him, but when he let, when I, I got to the place where I could beat him, I, he, I also never lost. So it was a, it was a good thing. It was a good teaching. And those those moments where the lights would go away, and then he would say, "Pull up a game of chess, and we'll just play all night." That was just, yeah. just amazing. Yeah, that's good. Jay, uh, 
And my dad played hard. Like, we would play a lot of sports together, um, a lot of basketball, and he would play with my other friends as teenagers, which was really cool, because a lot of dads would sit by the sidelines, you know what I mean? Yeah. Hold the old man approach. Yeah. Um, but no, he just, he played a lot of sports with us, basketball, football, he'd be sore the next day. But <laughs> no, it was good times. Yeah, that's good. Duncan? I would say, uh, uh, growing up in Africa, it's uh, the discipline, especially in the countryside, uh, uh, you get spanked every day, so, uh, I mean, uh, if you go two days, you haven't been spanked by a, either a teacher, your mom, or your neighbor. That, uh, I don't know anybody here who went on a two-day stretch. It was daily. Yeah, but uh, amazingly, my dad never spanked me. He's all compared to more than maybe 5,000 with my mom. So he, Very lucky. He used to just talk to me and, uh, and give his opinion, and he used to, to know a lot. He still does know a lot, uh, and uh, it's amazing. My wife tells me he keeps advising on how we should do things here, and he has never been here. He knows a lot about here, <laughs> <laughs> but that's his way of spanking us. Yeah. <laughs> that's awesome. So we, we've been talking about your dads, and now each one of you is a dad. Um, what is the best parts of being a dad? What's the hardest part about being a dad? I'll, I'll start with you, Duncan. Uh, I would start with the best part because it's, it's an honor. Uh, it's, it's a blessing to be a father and uh, to have kids. Uh, it's something uh, I don't take for granted. I know there are so many fathers out there who would love to have kids and other so many couples. So I, I take it as a blessing to be a father. Uh, I would say the hardest part is there is always that feeling that you are not doing enough, that you are not giving them enough, and uh, and you have that parental fear who who your kid might turn out to and uh, to be and. Uh, some of that might be for something you never did you sh that you should mm -hmm. have done. So mm -hmm. that's the hardest part, the unseen, unknown fear about your kids. But uh, we point them to God every time. Yeah, yeah that's good. Mm. Jay? The best part, I don't know. Um, I think the best part is, like, I'm a stepfather, so being accepted by my, my children yeah. as, as their father is probably the best part. That's, that's good. You know yeah. what I mean? Because we're not yeah. blood, and they still look up to me, and they still love me as a father. Yeah. Um, the worst part is probably this. <laughs> <laughs> You're welcome. Yeah, thank you. You're welcome. <laughs> Rito. So for me, the best part, I mean, I just love playing with CJ. Um, we're expecting a, a daughter in July, but um, just playing with CJ every day, is low. you know, he has a lot of energy. He has more energy than I did. I know, I know my mother will refute that, but... Um, he has a lot of energy and we like playing out, going outside, playing, you know, just having that time, even playing and, you know, I, I do a lot of things that my, my wife hates me, throwing him up on the sky and uh, bringing him down or doing somersaults and stuff like that. And she, that, that to me is the best part. And uh, uh, the other thing that I, I've always struggled with, with in life is my patience so I've learned to be patient I've learned to be to be calm and 
to, you know, just because I like things in order. The way my father taught me, I, I like this is the time to do this, this is the time to do this. So just, just to free up and to be a little bit of a free spirit is, is big with me, which still I'm working, I'm working on some of that stuff, but patience is the biggest, the hardest part, especially with my son, you know, just being, making sure that, you know, I don't get angry or I don't over, overdo stuff. Yeah, that's good. I think for me, the best part about being a father is um, it, it's a constant reminder for me that um, the Lord answers prayers because I was in a position where I, I thought that I would never have a family. I was definitely not interested in being married or, you know, having kids or anything like that. And then um, meeting my wife and her family changed all of that instantly. And, you know, I had come to the point of frustration and I just, I was a new Christian and I had prayed to God and I mean, in just one whack, he gave me every single thing that I thought that I'd never have. So I look at my son, and all I see is the literal answer to prayer. I, I watch him walk around, and I say, you know, this is how I know God exists, yeah. literally, you know. And, um, you know, and that's above even the special moments. Like yesterday, I took him to the dentist, and he was amazing at the dentist. And you just get so happy watching your kids, you know, behave and everything. But, you know, just seeing the works of God is even above that, you know, it's, it's incredible, and I think the hardest part about being a dad, though, is, you know, kind of like what you said, it's that, that sense of, am I not doing enough, you have that responsibility, like, you know, if I'm not doing what I'm supposed to be doing, if I make the wrong decisions, if I contemplate something and I choose the wrong thing, I'm not just affecting my life anymore, I'm potentially affecting his negatively, my wife's negatively. So for me, it's a huge responsibility that I always think about. And sometimes it can become, like if you don't remember that the Lord has your life anyway before you even start thinking about those things, it can become a difficult road to go down, you know? Yeah. Yeah, that's good. Um, yeah. Duncan, I'm going to start with you. Um, what's the most important thing that you try to instill to your kids? Uh, I try to instill them uh, uh, the Christian values. Uh, I try to tell them the things that will uh, that they should do uh, in my presence and in my absence. I try to teach them how to carry themselves outside, and uh, it's a it's a mode as an immigrant. So there's things that you wanna carry over from your previous culture that you think are very necessary. There are things that you have to learn that they are going through that you need to teach them. And, uh, and I, I must be honest, uh, being a, uh, a minority black kid, you have to go beyond and teach your son how to carry themselves out there. It's, uh, it's a tough world out there for them, but uh, I keep Asking them to to watch out and and uh, be respectful to everybody they meet and uh, more important to keep God first. Yeah, yeah. that's good. Jay, um, it's, it's definitely to seek Christ above all things and everything else will be added unto them. Yeah. Um, that's big in our house. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like everything else will come. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? So that's yeah. really what I push. I know Tiff does too. So yeah. Yeah, that's good. For me, it's the little things, especially CJ is such a little boy right now. It's 
hard to understand a lot of things, but um, it's the little things, you know, little dis little pockets of discipline here and there, and um, you know, what, what what time is prayer time? What time is meal time? What time is sleep time? All that those little things, just to know that there's time for everything, and just instill that form of structure and good system going with with him. Yeah, is the little things that I I do. Yeah, that's good. Yeah, I, I agree with Rillo. Um, it, it definitely just the, the, the structure and, um, you know, the, the discipline and stuff, making sure that he, you know, knows the different times and the certain aspects of things that he's supposed to be doing. I mean, my son's only three, but I think it's very important to instill young and then even above that, just the godly principles because I only found Jesus when I was 24 years old. Do you imagine if I had Jesus with me through my childhood and my teenage years, my entire life may have worked out so different. And I want him to have the best possible outcome. So I think with, you know, a, a schedule and adherence to some discipline and authority with godly principles, I, I'm trying to set him up the best I can. Yeah. You know? Yeah, that's good. Yeah. Um, <clears throat> Duncan, this is the last question for you guys, and then uh, we'll have you guys sit down. Um, Duncan, what, what have you learned the most about our Heavenly Father from being a dad yourself? Uh, I've learned uh, from our Father. It's an honor the Father. I tell my kids we share that Father, uh, everyone. And uh, I've learned His uh, goodness, uh, His ever-present. And uh, He's a provider we haven't asked for him anything and never lack, and lacked it. Uh, uh, he has been there for us. We have been uh, very blessed. My family, I keep reminding my kids, we have a good, good father that has been with us. And uh, and I honestly tell my kids, he, this is the father you'll have. And I pray that I get many years, but I tell them even after those many, many years are over and I'm gone, that's the father that will be with you that's right. for many years. Yeah, yeah that's good. Uh, forgiveness, mm -hmm. mercy, and like unconditional love. Yeah. You see him make stupid mistakes sometimes, and you're just like, did we talk about this before? <laughs> you know what I mean? But like, I do the same thing to my heavenly Father. Right. So it's like, just staying in forgiveness is. Yeah. Yeah. That's good. That's good. His grace, uh, God's grace, is ever present. I mean, I remember so many times that. You know, that uh, CJ growing up, we're not looking. Something happens around the house or we're not paying attention. And uh, just miraculously, you just see small, small things that, you know, you just know God is present. In, from the time he was born to the time that he is, that the boy that he's become now, just his grace has been so, so, so sufficient yeah. in our lives. And I, wish, I, and I, I hope CJ grows to learn of this grace. That's good. Yeah. Um, you know, I, I, I think it's just important that um, in, in our house anyway, the, the, with Jesus, it's just forgiveness, like you said, with all grace. And because I draw a parallel, like when my son acts stubborn, you know, he's a toddler, he acts stubborn and stuff. I, I think of the stubborn Israelites, right? And God forgave them over and over and over mm -hmm. again, gave them so many chances. My son is God's child before he's mine, so if God forgives me for all the horrible things that I've done and all the sin that I continue to have and will always have, 
you know, how can I not show grace and compassion to my son who's just three trying to learn mm-hmm. how to live, right? So That's awesome. Yeah. Thank you. Hey, guys, would you give it up for our fathers here? Thank you, guys. I have a quick message that, that I just want to share with you. It won't take that long. It's, uh, it's from Matthew 6, verse 19 to 15. There's one day, there's Jesus and, and his friends are asking him. They ask him this question. They say, Jesus, would you, would you teach us how to pray? And Jesus says to them, he says, well, this is how you should pray. And he begins with our Father, right? And I just want to stop there for a second. He says, our Father. You know, back when the disciples asked this question, God was seen as somebody who was really, really far away. God was seen as someone who was mean and really angry all the time. And I want to ask you a question this morning. Is that your picture of God? That he's distant, that he's far away, that he doesn't care for you or that he doesn't care for your needs, that he's so mean and angry that he really has no time for you. This might have been the picture that the disciples had, but When Jesus introduces this prayer to them, he presents this totally different type of God. He presents a God who's family. And now all of a sudden, everything is different. And everything changes. And you see, because with Jesus, we can now go into the presence of the one who's from everlasting to everlasting. And because of Jesus, we can go into the presence of the infinite one. We can go into the presence of the all-powerful one. We can go into the presence of the all-knowing one. We can go into the presence of the almighty one. We can now go into the presence of the one who breathed life into you. And now we can call him our Father. I was just asking these guys, you know, growing up, what was, what was your dad like? I just want you to think about this for a second. When, when you were growing up, what was your dad like? You know, I could tell you for, for Smith and myself, we grew up in good homes. We grew up with God-fearing parents. And Smith and I have these happy, rich, warm memories when we think of the word father. But today, it's a tough day for some people. There are some people who are here who... You have a hard time understanding God as father, maybe because dad left. Maybe because dad was selfish. Or maybe because, God, because dad was really cruel and harsh. Maybe dad neglected you and maybe he neglected your family. Maybe your dad was an alcoholic. Maybe your dad used drugs or just had a really bad temper. Maybe there are some things that you're not able to talk about because of what dad did. Maybe you were like us, and maybe you had really great fathers. I mean, our our fathers are great, but they weren't perfect. Even good fathers, we mess up. I mean, every guy here will tell you, we mess up all the time. And Jesus says, listen, let's make no mistake about the one who that we're talking about here. This is our Father, 
the one who is in heaven. The one who is in heaven is nothing like your earthly father, even if your fathers were good men. Our heavenly father is the perfect one who makes absolutely no mistakes. He is the all-knowing one. He is the all-powerful one. He doesn't change when you and I mess up. He's the one who wants you to call him father. And so when Jesus uses the word father, it brings with this this sense of intimacy, the sense of belonging, the sense of family. I want to ask you a question today. Do you know your heavenly father this way? Men, I want to tell you that we, we have a hard task. We have a hard task, but it's a task that's filled with honor. See, if you want your kids to walk with the Lord, then you and I, we need to model a life that reflects him. Because at the end of the day, no one can teach your child like you can teach them. No pastor, no uh, Sunday school teacher, no uncle, no aunt. There are things that no one can teach your kids. Only you can teach your kids. And if you want to help guide your kids to our Heavenly Father, then you need to do your best to be patient. You need to do your best to be long-suffering. You need to do your best to show kindness to your kids and let your kids see you being kind to others around you, even when you're driving in Boston. And the only way that you can do this is to pray. And the only way to model a life after someone else is to do all that you can to learn about them. So spend time in prayer talking to your Heavenly Father. And spend time reading the Word and learn more about Him. See, your kids and other people in your life will have a much easier time understanding God as Father if you and I strive to reflect Him in our character. Our Father, who art in heaven, hallowed be your name. Your kingdom come, your will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Give us today our daily bread and forgive us our debts as we forgive our debtors. You know, if you want to help your kids understand the forgiveness of God, then model a life that forgives and forgets. We try to teach that in our house. Smith and I noticed years ago that when one of our kids, they're giving me the evil eye right now, when one of our kids did something like pull their sister's hair, we would make the guilty party say, I'm sorry. Well, the victim would sometimes say, it's okay. And we thought about this and we're like, but it's not okay. (laughs) It's not okay. It's not okay to hurt someone. And so we started teaching them to say, I forgive you. I forgive you. And so as the years went on, we realized that sometimes one child would bring up the incidents from the past of said sister. And so we instituted a new rule that said, once you forgive, you can't bring up the past. 
And so every now and then I'll hear them fighting and arguing, and part of the argument is, you're not allowed to bring up the past. And the reason we do this is because this is the nature of our God. That once he forgives you, he doesn't bring that up again. See, the enemy is going to come to you, and he's going to remind you of your past and remind you of all the things that you have done wrong, but Jesus will never do that. Forgive us our debts as we forgive our debtors. You know, as I've been prepping and praying about this service, I, I felt like this was the most difficult part of what God is telling Glad Tidings this morning. There are some of you here today who you need to forgive your dad for whatever it was that he did. There are some of you who are thinking of how evil dad was, and maybe he was, but you need to forgive him. There might be some real deep issues that you're dealing with dad, and you need to forgive him. Some of you are here this morning, and, and you're not experiencing full freedom in Christ because you haven't forgiven your father. And I get it. I mean, there's pain there, and there's a lot of hurt there, and there's suffering there. But Jesus reminds us that forgiveness is really, at the end of the day, it's for our benefit. This is what he says. He says, for if you forgive other people when they sin against you, your heavenly Father will also forgive you. Now listen to this. But if you do not forgive others of their sins, your Father will not forgive your sins. And that is harsh. And that, might, that might be hard for some of you here this morning when you think about dad where you think about maybe a stepdad in the picture. This morning, do you have unforgiveness in your heart towards someone? I mean, is there a friend that you haven't spoken with because of some issue that's happened between the two of you? And now you have unforgiveness in your heart. Do you have ill feelings towards your boss or towards your friends? Or do you resent somebody who has wronged you this morning? I mean, maybe there was a family member who wronged you, and maybe there was a family member who hurt you so deep that you can't even speak about that person, let alone forgive them. Kids, maybe your brother or your sister, maybe they've done something to you, and I'm sure you all get angry, and you need to learn how to forgive them. You know, Jesus, at the end of his model for prayer, he says something really difficult. He says, if you do not forgive others, even your brother or your sister or your mom or your dad or someone that hasn't been very good to you, your father will not forgive your sins. And so I want you to know this morning that the Lord wants you to live this incredibly free life through him. Don't let your freedom be hindered by all the bitterness and resentment that you might have towards somebody, maybe dad. You know, if, if I, right, in 
all of my imperfection and all of my disobedience, it's kind of like how Blaine said, how, how these guys were saying, man, if, if I can be forgiven for all the stuff that I did, then I need to forgive other people. Others who have wronged me, others who have hurt me, others who have done things against me. See, it doesn't mean that it's okay. You understand what I'm saying? It doesn't mean that what they did is okay. It just means that I forgive them. This morning, I'm going to ask the prayer team to come forward at this time. You know, like a, like a caring parent, our Heavenly Father is concerned about every part of your life. I'm just I'm going to close here, so I'm just going to ask everyone to pay attention, kids included. Your Heavenly Father cares about every single part of your life. He cares about what you eat. He cares about how you eat. He's concerned about you paying the rent on time. He's concerned about what college you're enrolled in. He's concerned about the things that are going on at work. He's concerned about that raise or that promotion that you're hoping for. He's concerned about the pink slip that you just received. He's concerned about that foreclosure that might happen. He's concerned about the health problems that you have. He's concerned about the things that are going on at school. He's concerned whether you did well in your classes. He's concerned whether you, whether you did well in school or whether you barely squeaked by. He's concerned about the struggles that some of you have with your friends or with your neighbors or with your family members or with your dad. He is your father. And so he is concerned about you. And he's concerned about your well-being because at the end of the day, you are his child. And I want to remind you this morning that he isn't too busy to deal with your everyday needs. Your heavenly father is deeply concerned with what is happening in your life right now. And he wants you whether you're five years old or 50 years old or more or less, doesn't matter who you are. He wants you to talk about all of this stuff with him. It's the stuff that you're dealing with, whether it's hard, whether, whether it's really good. That's, he's your heavenly father, and he just wants to hear your voice. He's longing to hear you. Would you close your eyes this morning? This morning, we're going to just spend just a little while here and worship and in prayer. And there are some of you who you just need to do business with God today. And you need to make a decision to talk to that person who may have wronged you. To talk to that person who may have hurt you. To do something about it. Some of you need the strength that can only come from the Holy Spirit. Some of you may need to talk to one of our, our guys up here at the, at the altar and just seek prayer and how to forgive that person and how, maybe how to forgive your dad. Some of you maybe need to go home today and write a letter to your dad. 
or that person who has wronged you, that family member, that friend, whoever it was, and just forgive them and begin to live a life that is full of freedom in the Holy Spirit. That is what God is longing for you. Lord Jesus, we just thank you, God, for for the dads who are here, God. God, for the men who are here who seek your face and long to be with you, God. God, thank you for the good examples that exist here at Glad Tidings Church. For men who want to instill in their children and others around them your goodness and your faithfulness and your your great love, Lord. God, would you help us to forgive those who have wronged us this morning? God, would you help us to forgive our dads and our moms and our family members and just those who have hurt us deeply? God, we ask that you'd give us the strength and the courage to forgive. And in the midst of that, Holy Spirit, would you come and bring freedom in the midst of all of that? Lord Jesus, we just thank you for this day. We pray this in your name. Amen. Our Father who is in heaven, hallowed be your name, your kingdom come, your will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread and forgive us our debts as we have forgiven our debtors. And do not lead us into into temptation, but deliver us from evil. For yours is the kingdom and yours is the power and yours is the glory forever and forever and forever. And all of God's people said, amen. God bless you this morning. Hope you have a happy Father's Day. 